Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, web developer at Oz Marketing, and sadly still sales noob. That's correct. With me today, as usual, we have J.D. Diz Bradley. I'm still here. They let me hang out. Corporate trainer at the Center of Excellence, Oliver Young. Sales director at the Young here, as always. And with us again, uh, as JD would say, like a bad penny, Rick Lovell, the general manager of Young Buick GMC. I can't even look at you right now. Surprised and excited to be here. Absolutely. (laughs) It's okay. I have a I have a face for radio. Uh, yeah, the same. So, <laughs> a face only a mother could love. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about building your book of business. Uh, and from what I understand, we're, this is this is really something that's going to be highly beneficial to young automotive group employees uh, because we are always trying to generate a fiercely loyal following. But this is some great advice that's going to be generally applicable to anybody in sales because everybody really wants to have a fiercely loyal following, right? Absolutely. Fantastic. Rick, uh, why don't you jump right in? Tell us about uh, building a book of business. Well, for me, I wanted to talk about this a little bit because, uh, you know, a lot of people get into the car business and they think in order to be successful, you have to have a lot of time in. And uh, that's a a misconception. Uh, In order to be really good at sales, you need to build a loyal following. And our mission statement states a fiercely loyal following. Um, One of the reasons that I, when I got in the car business and I got serious about becoming a professional, the first thing that I wanted to do is figure out how to make sure I had sustainable income every month. How do I guarantee X amount of sales or cars sold so that I can maintain all my bills and live comfortably? And, you know, there's a lot of theories in the business as far as, uh, building a a book of business. And a a lot of the misconception, again, is that if you're in for a long time, you have a great following. And that's not really the case. The the most important thing to build a book of business is to get in and start making friends and following up, touching base with those customers. There are a few salespeople that people know the names. uh, Stuart Cantrell, uh, Danny LaPelli, these guys are just incredible salespeople and they have a book of business that is so deep they never worry about where the next car deal is coming from and that's important in order to be sustained and successful for a long period in the car business and so there's a couple of things I want to talk about today and and most importantly is just how do we start building this book of business uh, as a new person in the in the car industry the first thing we tell them go make a friend well, that's kind of what it is. You're trying to build a bigger friend base. So I want to talk about a few ideas with uh, building your customer base so that you have sustained success in the car business. Diz. What do you think about, uh, what, what comes to mind when you think about building your book of business? Yeah, man, <clears throat> when I think about building a book of business, um, my mind always goes back to day one in this industry, um, selling vehicles. I was told, write down as many names of people that you know. Just write them down. Write down as many names as you can possibly think of. Family, friends, acquaintances, as many names as you possibly, possibly know. And all of those people should first out of the gate be aware of what you do. Uh, it was a it was a big deal when I first started selling this. Dude, everybody needs to know. And in my case, it was that you sell cars. Everybody needs to know. And so for me, when I think about building a book of business, 
I, I have to understand foundationally, how do I start? How do I, how do I build that book? And I felt like it started with the people that were closest to me because they were my cheerleaders already, right? They are already a fan of the Diz. They're already raving right. fans of, of JD. hundred percent. Absolutely. And so once I started to tell them, hey, this is what I do, then I started to get some of that, that referral business. And it didn't mean that I still didn't have to roll my sleeves up, get in there and start talking to new people. But I felt like that very beginning was taking the people that were closest to me and identifying with them, this is what I do. That was my start. That was a little pebble dropping in the pond. Well, and I think that's important. One of the things that uh, we probably don't do a good job of is making sure everybody knows where we work, what we do, and especially when you're new in this business, to reach out to your friends and family and make sure they understand where you're at, how you pay your bills, and that you're a professional. This is what you do for a living, and and to make sure they support you. So, it's really important to get out there and make sure they know. I've seen people, and it's crazy because we've had salespeople, even sales managers, who would change their shirt <gasps> before they left. Oh, baby, I remember this. Right? And and it's just, it, it's absurd because the, here they are, they're a sales professional trying to make a living where they, they're at, and they change their shirt because they don't want to go home and say, I'm a car salesman or I'm an insurance salesperson, right? They want to go home and tell a different story. And how sad is that? Their friends, their family, they can't support them in that industry. It's ridiculously and sad. they are sabotaging their own career by not letting everybody know, this is what I do for a living and it, it, that this is how I make make a living for myself. Everybody in the car business has showed up at a family reunion, <laughs> pulled into the driveway and saw a happy tag from another dealership. Oh man. Of a vehicle that you currently sell. I didn't talk New to my sister used, for 2 doesn't months. Doesn't matter. We've all missed that deal and we're we're really put off by our family member that didn't give us an opportunity, but we never let them know what we do. We never know we never let them know where we're at and that we have the ability to sell we have 25 rooftops. We have 1,200 used cars. We're not alerting our people that this is where we're at, what we do, and we want to help. Now, wh- why do you think that is? Is it is it just a matter of I don't want to uh, I don't want to feel like I'm taking advantage of my friends and family by by trying to sell them something? Is it is it you know a matter of I don't I don't want to mix work and family or work and friendships. What what causes that that block? Do you suppose? There, there's a couple of things in my book. Um, one, it's you are embarrassed about what you do, uh, and so you don't share it, right? I remember. I'll never forget this. I was a I was a brandly new divorced guy um, that decided in the young automotive group. I am blessed that they took a chance on a spaz like me, right? I had an opportunity to sell cars and I'll, I'll never forget going home because at the time I lived in my father's basement, I had to get on my feet. Um, that divorce set me back. And so I remember telling my dad, I'm going to go sell cars. And his initial reaction was, huh? Come again. And, and that was weird. Like it, it did something in the back of my head that, well, maybe I shouldn't be telling everybody what I do. So there's a lack of confidence sometimes in what you've decided to do. And that's why you don't tell people. And, and then the second thing is that you do, there's this weird, I don't want, it's like me 
um, referring a telemarketer, Oliver, to you and saying, hey, give this guy a call, hit him up for some business. Um, people don't want to do that. And so they, it, 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 you get in this weird space. Yeah, I honestly think it's belief. Um, people don't believe, sometimes these salespeople, they don't think that their job matters, that it's valuable to the world. And it is. The world needs salespeople. And sales professionals help people connect with products that will benefit their life. Without a sales professional, there's nobody that's really helping people understand how these different products that we sell can really improve and benefit their life. Oh, I, I would buy the wrong product. Yeah. And, and Every it's, time. Oh, 100%. Me too. And so um, I believe that a lot of times people don't do this because, of, again, the embarrassment and they don't have the belief or pride in what they do. And they should, and they should throw that right out the window. And there, there's the word that strikes me is pride. As soon as a salesperson takes pride in what they do, they start promoting themselves in the dealership and young automotive group is something that is important. And, and Rick, that's why we put at the first of our mission statement, we take pride. It was to say every employee should take pride in what they do, regardless of what position you play, including a salesperson. Well, and a little exposure. When I got in the car business, I told my parents when I decided to sell cars that I was going to be a remarketing director <laughs> for used vehicles. Nice. Because it sounds Way better than a car up. salesman, yeah. right? Yeah. But as I got in and, and started down. realizing this is this is all about how you perceive yourself. And as soon as I decided I'm a professional, I'm going to be the best I can be in this business, it wasn't about hiding what I did. It's about promoting what I do. I am very proud to be a car salesman. If people ask me today what I do, I am a general manager at Young Buick GMC, but I sell cars. That's what I tell people, and I'm proud of it. Because nothing in the world happens until somebody decides to buy something from somebody selling something. That's what makes the world go round. Oh, boy. So, so, so not to get all gushy, but if you want to be successful, you got to love yourself a little and love what you do a little. Absolutely. You bet. Let me ask you a question, Rick. What, uh, what have you done over the years that has, that has branded you, Rick Lovell's brand. Like when I, when I think about Rick Lovell's brand and we're talking about building a book of business, uh, cause I would want to come to Rick Lovell. Um, what have you done over the years to build that brand? It's really complicated. So you better get out your pen and paper and, and listen yeah. to this. Taking copious Co- notes. This is groundbreaking stuff, <laughs> but I, I concentrated heavily on some real unique things like follow-up calls. Yeah. Thank you cards. Um, I, I'd let them know, congratulations on your anniversary. You bought your car a year ago. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Your grandma sent you five bucks. I called you and said hello. Those are the little things. Those things that you don't think make an impact are the things that are most impactful to your customers. Just reaching out and being a friend. No different than than uh, wishing your your sister or your brother a happy birthday. Your customer, if you reach out and you just say hello, how's your day? Happy birthday. How you doing? Um, I spent a lot of time making sure that their first oil change was set up. I made sure that when they came in for service, I was there to say hi. Just making a friend and and being proud of what I did and making sure that I was in front of these people as much as I could be so that when they're ready for the next car, they knew who to come see. And I'm not looking at one customer as, I got to take care of this guy. I'm looking at this customer as, 
in his lifetime, he may buy 10, 15 cars and his wife will buy and his kids will buy and his referrals will buy if I do a good job. So it's, it's a great way to get lazy in the business. Just treat people with respect. It, it sounds so simple, but I'll tell you, my, my uh, mortgage broker sends me a birthday card every year, sends me an anniversary card every year. She invites us to, to movie nights that, that she puts on and, and she's sent us, uh, you know, gift baskets and things like that. And she just keeps in touch. She just keeps in touch with us throughout the year. I've refinanced my house three times and I don't go anywhere else. Well, guess what you just called her? My, my, my yeah, my mortgage my broker. Mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, did, did everybody hear that? Word to the wise, everybody that's on this podcast, you forever, ever, ever will make sure and listen to everything that Rick Lovell has to say. Because that's the thing is it's creating that my, like that's, that's my guy. That's my gal. That's who yeah, I buy from. Well, and I look at it like this. You guys are building your book of business, but you're, you're planning your retirement. This is your 401k. This is your, your success. This is the next house, the bigger car extra kid, you, you are laying down a foundation that will, will sustain you for life if, if you do the simple things good. And it's not rocket science. It's simple things, basic and stuff. Can I go out on a limb here? Yeah. Yeah. Do hey, it. Do it. Welcome to the branch. We're, we're heading Let's out for the go. limb. Wait, I'm the big guy. <laughs> All right. This this gets weird, so, so I got so a little story break. here. Oh, right? snap. So have you ever seen the classic movie, Goonies. Oh, come oh, on. Uh, yeah, love Goonies. Of course. Guys. So we're going down to Goonies, right? Let's go, Chuck. So who's the hero of Goonies? Sloth. Sloth, oh, of course. Right? Sloth. Sloth. Baby Ruth, Obvi- Yeah. So, the, so how does Chunk win over Sloth? <laughs> he gives he him, him, him a baby Ruth. He throws him a baby Ruth, oh, right? Yeah. He hits him in the head and he freaks out because yeah. he thinks the Sloth's going to kill him. But that little baby Ruth made a huge difference and now sloth was willing <laughs> to even give his life while he was we lifting the boulder sure 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 right yeah to make sure that sloth and his friends got out right? i don't know if oliver just tried to make me be like sloth <laughs> yeah I, you are yeah. yeah come on this is a good one i'm just i'm I just like glad it. that oliver has a movie reference i have a movie reference today fellas i believe that was a football but player named john matusa it's it's those really small things, the little treats, the little thank yous, the little, the little things that make a huge difference. Now, this is the hard thing, though. When we go out in a month, how many people are we supposed to talk to? At least 100 in At least my 100, book. right? Yeah. So when we get out there and we start talking to these 100 people, we all suddenly start seeing them not as people, but as just another person that we have to talk to, right? And we stop doing those little things with each person. But whenever you look at those salespeople that make those huge differences, they do all those little things to everybody because they see each person as a real person that has a birthday, that has the daughter, that has the has the uh, uh, that likes the baby Ruth, right? And they make that a priority to connect with people. And so if we talk to a hundred people a day, that's twelve hundred people in a year that you have the opportunity to connect with and become, like you were saying, GAD, my salesperson yeah. or their salesperson, right? Well, and it's crazy, Oliver, because kids today, nothing nothing against them, but a lot of our younger sales professionals, they don't do this. Mm-hmm. They don't do this. And, and that's where my head's going right now is, why? And, and there's so much more opportunity because they're not doing it. That gives you the opportunity to really set yourself apart from everybody else 
and do those little small, simple things that really have create an impact, like Rick is saying, and really build your book of business, right? Absolutely. That's intense. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. That. Uh, any, anything else that we wanted to add before we jump into the action item? And one, th- one thing I'd like to add is, you know, if, if you're speaking to 100 people in a month, right, how many people do you usually close? It's generally 20%, yeah. right? So number one, I think understanding how many people you're connecting with is an important thing to build in your book of business. Because did you know how many people you're connected with on a regular basis? Absolutely. And why? Because if you didn't know, you wouldn't know how to push yourself to talk to more people, right? So knowing where you're at- Are you saying tracking? Tracking. Track it. Wow. You have to track where you're at so you know where you're going, and you can really push yourself to build that book of business rather than just waiting for the next person to walk through the door. That's a groundbreaking concept. A groundbreaking concept. Mind-blowing. but, but also, w- when you have that, so if you talk to 100, you close 20, right? That's 240 in a year. Understanding, now I have 240 people that I've sold that generally have how many cars in a garage? Two, two minimum. At least two. And they switch out cars every three years. So in a year and a half, theoretically, you should sell them the other car in their garage, right? And in the third year, you'll resell them the next car. Right. So of just that one, if you didn't sell one more car, you should be able to sell another 480 cars just to the original 240 you already sold. Yeah. Right. If you do the small and simple things. They blow your mind. What about the people you didn't sell, but you got all their information and you do the small things with them? Oh, my goodness. Exactly. So the opportunity that's sitting in front of you is huge. But it's a matter of saying, what can I do to take those little moments and throw over a baby Ruth to sloth? I love it. <laughs> hey, you guys. Oh, man. Sloth hey, did love guys. Chunk. Hey, he lo- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He loved Chunk. Truffle Shuffle. Yeah. Truffle Shuffle. Truffle Shuffle. Truffle Shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the action item this week. Well, the thing I'd like everybody to do is I want you to get out there and I want you to make a friend. And it doesn't have to be necessarily somebody that you meet at the place of business. I want you to get out and make a friend. I want you to get out of your comfort zone. Go meet somebody. And do the little things. Find out more about them. Engage, support, find out their hot buttons, who they are. Make a friend is what I'm asking you to do. And if it's on the car lot, we do it for a car deal. If it's not on the car lot, go do it just for the practice of making a friend. It may turn into a car deal. So there's my my assignment. Go make a friend. There you go. Pretty awesome. All right, let's talk Tim's copious notes. Uh, So we're talking about building your book of business. You absolutely will need to build a fiercely loyal following if you hope to be successful. A time in to your job does not equal a fiercely loyal following. Uh, What makes a difference are all of the little things. So first of all, write down the names of everyone that you know and make sure that all of those people know what you do. You know, you want to fish from your own pond, first and foremost. It's it's not something to be embarrassed about. It's not something to to be you should be afraid to do. Just make sure people know what you do. This is this is how you're making your living. This is how you're supporting your family. Um, remember that you are 
also helping to connect people with the products that will benefit them for their lives, right? This is something to be proud of. Take pride in what you do. Uh, additionally, build your brand. Reach out. Be a friend. Do the little things that make a difference to everybody. Uh, think about everybody as a uh, – make sure that you're thinking about everyone that you interact with as a real person that you can and should connect with in a personal way. And this is going to set yourself apart. And really, genuinely, think about building this book of business as a retirement plan. You're laying a foundation that will sustain you for the rest of your life. And then finally, uh, throw sloth a baby root. Yes. Right? Just, just do it. So hey, good. So good. <laughs> All right, baby guys. Root. Rocky Road. <laughs> uh, if you're listening. Amazing movie. Oh, I love it. Oh. I love it. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't rated us, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes, please do. It's going to help us out an awful lot. Get this podcast in front of your friends or family members that could absolutely benefit from it. Go make a new friend today and get this podcast in front of them. Maybe not this specific one because they're going to see how the sausage was made when you made that friend, but that's okay. Get this in front of them. Uh, and then finally, if you do have any questions for us, if you do have any suggestions for future topics, uh, make sure you email those to us at podcast at youngcoe.com and uh, we will see you next time. I love it. I'm sorry. He makes Thanks, this game guys. so good. Thanks, guys. That's amazing. We'll see you.